guys, it's me. I just wanted to give you a little bit warning of a warning before we started because when my file transferred, I'm not sure what happened, but there are going to be a couple of points in the podcast where I ask Maria a question and it sounds like she's talking over me, but I want to assure you in real life, she absolutely did not. And she's a very respectful and delightful human being. He would not cut you off, but it sounds like that in the podcast at a couple of points. So please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm new to this. I'm going to get better. We're going to learn together. So don't be alarmed when that happens. We had a really great conversation. It was a lot of fun to edit because I was able to re-listen to it. So I hope you had just as much fun as we did. Talk to you later. Welcome to the Unbranded Podcast with Miss Dean Loves You. I'm your host, Susie Dean, and I have a very special guest tonight. My first guest of all of Unbranded Miss Dean Loves You, and it is Maria Trees. Hey, I'm so excited. Okay, I want to give you the floor. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell me everything that you think is important because we're going to dive into everything else later. Oh my God. Okay. Hi, I'm Maria. Um, I'm going to give you all my favorite stats about myself. Um, I'm a nine wing one on the Enneagram. Big peacemaker vibes. Um, I am a Virgo sun, a Leo rising, and an Aquarius moon. Um, my husband is a day he's like a day older than me and our birth charts are like the exact same which I just think is like a fun fact um I know I know you would like that fact I'm 27 I taught for four years and then I just like did an upheave of my entire life and now I'm a marketing coordinator at OTF Orange Theory um I love plants and I'm excited to be here oh so happy about that you have a very balanced chart Yes, I do. It's interesting because like Virgos, Vir- like people know Virgos is like kind of like a little bit type A and like organized. Leo are like the like outgoing ones and extroverted. And then my moon is just like extremely emotional. So I, I depending on the day, like you see different things out of me. How did you get into astrology? Because I, I like pretend that I know astrology. I definitely followed the moon phases and like manifested the moon. Yes. Shit. But I would not be able to read someone's chart. And I've been wanting to get into it and dive into it for so long. But I think stick in my brain. I think so I don't know all of the signs and I don't know like intricate details. I got into it. So I lived in California for two years and I was mildly interested prior to moving there. But California is a very like spiritual place to be. And I had a friend who was very into tarot and astrology and yoga. And she was like my first like little like toe dip into this world. And I learned I listened to a podcast and I learned about birth charts and like your human design chart. Do you know like human design and all the yes, it's confusing. It's a lot of information. So I learned about that. And then I love knowing information about myself. So it started from just like me selfishly wanting to know more about myself and things like that. And then I just started learning more and more. And there was one time this summer that I was at a like day club party um, and I had had a lot of tequila and I was feeling really confident and I started going around to all these people and I was like, let me guess your sign. When I tell you, I guessed everyone's correctly, probably five to six people. Yes, I guessed every single one of them correctly. And I would be like, you're like spring, right? And they'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, so you're this. And they were like, yeah. And I had, I've never met them before. And I just like got them all right. I'm usually I'm not that so good. I'm so impressed by you. What a cool party trick. <laughs> I was so impressed I bet by everyone myself. thought you were so wise. I was very, very drunk and very okay. impressed with myself that I was doing this. Oh, 
So it was, it was California and my friend were definitely like the catalyst for that. And then I still have lots to learn about astrology because there's just like endless amounts of information. I know. First, you need to know the signs. Then you need to know what every placement means. And then mm -hmm. you need to learn the houses. Like, that's yeah. way out of my... No. That's and I try to download CoStar. And if you've had CoStar, you know that CoStar is just like a, a cynical little vibe. I don't like it very much. I do have a CoStar. I do try to lean on it, but there's not much in there. Have you heard of Chani? Yes, I have. I get their emails. Their app is good. You have to pay for it, I believe, if you yeah, want like yeah. the full one. But I did the free or I did like the free trial over the summer. And I really like the way that that app like phrases information and like breaks it down. So you recommend? I would if you're in the mood to pay for an astrology app. Hmm. Okay. I'll put it on the list. Well, tell me. Oh, we need, we, we're still in the introduction phase, girl. <laughs> My you know, ADHD. You know. Do you have ADHD as well? No. Oh, well, I thought you did. <laughs> I've, never sought, I've never sought being diagnosed. So Fair. I could. Okay. But, you know, in true Virgo fashion, I outline this whole thing and I want yes, to of course. make sure I hit all of the important points. So, how would you say you're best known? I literally don't know because I branded myself. I, when you came out with this podcast and you called it unbranded, I was like, I liked that phrase a lot because I don't know. I like niched myself as a teacher yeah. on TikTok and yeah. I put for a lot of my life, a lot of my identity in my teaching career. And now I have left the teaching career mm -hmm. and I like, I don't know. I like, I, how, how do you see me? Like, I don't know how I'm best known. I don't, I see myself and I, as myself, I see myself as like unbranded and very just like all over the place. Maybe like, I don't know. I see myself as like magical. So maybe I'm best known for being like magical. I'll take that. Incredible. And those are de definitely the vibes that I get from you. Did you see the poll that I put on my Instagram story? Maybe. I said, um, do you want to guess who's on my podcast tonight? And I gave them three clues. Oh my God. Wait, no, I didn't see that. What did you say? What were the clues? They were picture clues. Ooh. So the first one was my best, um, my best find of like a festival. Love. I don't know a lot about festivals. I don't know if it was representative. I'm going to have to go like, look. <laughs> the second one was a tarot deck. Love. And the third one was orange theory. Did anyone guess it? Probably. I haven't looked because then my camera broke and then I just got real, real messed up. I'm excited. <laughs> I, those are good. I feel like those are like, if you know who, if like you know me, then I feel like that's very telling. That's good. Good job. It's funny that you said the unbranded thing, because I don't know if you listen to my podcast with, um, on teacher quit talk, but my original title for the podcast, I wanted to be more than a MILF. And because I, because I'm in my MILF era. Yes. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about all the things surrounding that. My husband was like, Susie, I think that gives the wrong message. <laughs> I love all of your MILF era TikToks though, especially that one with like the cream workout outfit you were wearing the other day. You looked hot. That was that so was good. It. That was, was so good. I very impressed. Thank you so much. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're vibing with it because every so often I do get someone that comments like, oh my God, this poor woman has no idea what a MILF means. How embarrassing. Oh my God. But <laughs> no. it's MILF like, hot like I'm hot. Like, like, yeah, you do, you do want some of this. But the unbranded thing is really good because so many of us do, um, tie our, well, maybe not so many of us, maybe it's just a teacher thing, tying our identities to our careers. And then I'm not a teacher. So then I also fell out of my niche mm -hmm. on all of my platforms. So I was like, who am I? What's my thing? What is this new phase? What, 
I don't even know myself anymore. It's all about reconnecting with myself and figuring out who Susie is again. Mm -hmm. So I totally vibe with that too. Yeah. The un- I as love soon what as, you're doing. As soon as I heard that name, I was like, that is a perfect way to describe it because I were no longer like niche down. How did you like first start gaining such a following on TikTok? Um, okay, this is funny. So like the backstory is that as a child, I had like a VCR video camera and I used to make videos in my basement. And that was like my hobby with my friends. Like my friends would come over, we'd use my dance costumes to like dress up. We'd like make up whatever we wanted to do. And then we would record it and watch it back and be like, ha ha we're so funny. Yes. So then when... TikTok came out and I already like if you ask Dave or if you go ask like my best friends they will tell you that from like the time that Instagram was really starting to pick up a following and I feel like you might have been around this time do you remember like 2014 like fitness influencer era time yes so I was big into that because I was like to put it lightly had a very big eating disorder and was very big into that world but I used to tell my best friend I was like I wish that I had a platform where I could just like spread like positivity and like goodness to people and I would always tell her that and she'd be like yeah okay like sure and then when TikTok came out because Insta I tried to vibe with wasn't my thing when TikTok came out I was like videos like this is my shit like I love making videos and I made like a couple silly videos like oh a teacher doing renegade but I the first video that I made that was like me really talking and showing my personality and it was on a Friday and I was showing like my sub plans and this is right before the pandemic and I used to like write little notes to my this is when I had like 35 students in class I'd write notes on their desk like have a great Friday and would like do all these like crazy like outrageous things to prepare for a sub and so I posted a video of that and then I got on a flight and I went to Arizona to visit my uncle and aunt and that video just like blew up overnight like 500,000 views out of nowhere and then that weekend was when my school shut down for COVID because we were the second. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We were the second. You were on there early. Yes. We were the second largest district in California. So it, what they said is that there were a lot of eyes on us. And so they wanted to make sure that we did the right thing. So then that's like the last time I ever saw my students because we never went back. And that was mid-February. So then I just like kept making videos and then. I used to make like, if you, I don't, we didn't follow each other then. And unless you've scrolled back on my teaching TikToks, like it is, I used to make these things called like teaching tip talks and they were, I, yes, it was very cute. And I was being very helpful in like the realm that I could help in. But like, I go back and look at them and you can just tell that I was trying to be so like poised and put together and like my voice like my vocal inflections and like my facial expressions are so like not me so they're like cringy for me to go back and watch but that's how I like got started on TikTok I'm absolutely scrolling back to watch all of those that is not to make fun of you but just to know you better because I care about you that's so nice of you and I hope that you don't cringe too much (laughs) (laughs) I have some cringy videos too don't get me wrong How, so it's funny that you bring up when we were following each other. And the only reason I put this on here is because I have a story. So how do you know me? Do you remember the first time you found me or? Yes. Like a general time. It was not, it was like at the very end of last school year, I think you weren't, it was before you were pregnant. So maybe it was the year prior, 
you weren't pregnant okay. yet and you were posting you have your camera on your desk and it was just you chatting with your students about like oh. assignments but also just like about life and the way that you used to have like rapport with your students was the way that I had rapport with my like favorite parts of teaching because the past two years yeah. like at the end of my teaching career I was not myself who I wanted to be in the classroom and my students were in they were going through a lot of trauma and so no one was in a great position but in my right. dream year like that was the rapport that I had with my students and I just remember watching it and being like I love her as a human because the way you speak and the empathy that you have is just like my kind of person and then I was also like I love her as a teacher because this is exactly how I want my classroom to go and I just thought you were like funny so I don't remember like a specific video but it was those videos that I was like I love this and then I remember watching because I followed you like you were still a small creator. You had like yeah. just like between like 10 and 20,000 followers and you oh. you blew up because I would see your videos and I would see how many likes you had and I was like, holy shit. She, like I just saw a video a while ago and like now I'm seeing another one and then I would go to your profile and you would just kept growing and growing and growing. So it was like right before you blew up. That was wild. I swear. Mm -hmm. I swear TikTok glitched for like two weeks. No, because... they love you. I got, I went, my first video went viral or like my first two and then I got like 25,000 followers and then for like two months, everything, like I would post a video and 10 minutes later I had 11,000 views yes. and then I would wake up every morning and I would have like 15,000 new followers. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. When TikTok does that, it's such like a, it's such a mind fuck. Like it's just like, whoa, that is a lot of people at once. Yeah, and I think that also probably because it happened so fast. Mm -hmm. I went from twenty five thousand to four hundred thousand yes. in like two weeks. Yes, you it's so fast. I think that's why I have a lot of imposter syndrome because those numbers just don't feel real to me. I think I kind of convinced myself that it was some kind of glitch because it happened so fast. But that's, I guess, also the beauty of. Things like TikTok, especially for us as creators, like you never know what's going to go viral. Mm -hmm. And now, and I know this is happening for you too, we can start making some sort of income from brand deals and stuff. Yes. I, off of that. It's so, like when you speak to the numbers being so crazy and like the imposter syndrome, if you, sometimes I get down on myself if I get like 10,000 views and I'm like, oh, like no one's seen my content, blah, blah, blah. If you think about the fact of how many people see your videos and follow you and you imagine that in like a football stadium yeah. and imagine just like you standing in the middle of it all those people are like there for you they followed you because they liked you and like liked something that you said and like imagining that is also a mind fuck but then it's also crazy that like reached out to me over the summer and I got to go to Lollapalooza with them I was like me like you want me to do this for you like you want to put me on a plane? Like, that's so nice. That's incredible. I, it was imposter syndrome to the backs, and I tried my best to, like, be like, no, no, Maria. Like, they asked you, like, be confident. Like, they like you. They did this for a reason. Like, this isn't a fluke. Whenever I have, I'm just, like, in a moment, and I have, like, I call them, like, downloads of, like, an idea that's just, like, boom. Like, yes, you should downloads. do this right now. And I'm, like, yeah, but I look gross today. But it's, like, no, no, you should do this right now. Those are the ones that always go viral so fast. And it's just, like, well, fuck. Like, yeah, okay, I'm glad that I did it. But it's the ones that I, like, plan and I do, like, big little vlogs all day. And those ones get, like, nothing. And I'm, like, well, why did I spend all day doing this? 
I am so glad that you brought that up because I also get those ideas and I write them down in a notes app, mm-hmm. but I really should take them as downloads yep. and, and do them in the moment. Oh, the reason I asked that question is because I remember specifically when I started following. Oh my God. Them. Okay. Let me hear it. It was my first ever collab. Okay. With. Oh my God. I remember. Yes. I remember seeing yours too. And I was like, wait, she did wait, that too. Wait. So I was like, oh my God. That was the first ever time anybody reached out to me to pay me. And I had no idea what I was doing. I remember seeing um, yours. I think it was good. No, it wasn't. And it's okay to say that it wasn't because I. Feel like I was just doing it in my classroom after school and then I looked at yours I found yours and you made such a beautifully curated video about how you (laughs) chose words very intentionally and purposefully and you like to live them out in your classroom and you had these like little snippets with voiceovers and you like writing in your journal and your (laughs) intentions and I was like oh my god I did this so wrong Can you tell me your method for manifesting? Yes. Um, So, well, it's like, depends on how much effort I'm like in the mood to put in. I at least write everything down. I've always been better when I like script things out. Um, So for my Orange Theory job, I literally script, it's on our like thumbtack board in our kitchen. I literally script it out. Like I am, I will read it to you actually. So I scripted this out at a full moon a while ago. I also just feel like you would appreciate like, it's just so fun. Um, I scripted this out at a full moon a little while ago. It said, I am so happy, grateful, motivated, and energized in my new partially remote, partially in-person social media-led job that allows me to create and maintain a strong life balance, travel, and time with loved ones. I am energized, positive, growing, joyful, healthy, fit, and thriving, and so grateful for my new life direction. I feel so financially comfortable. Money is never a problem. XOXO MJ. Wow. So I, I... and you all did okay, so you write right, it, so, and then if you're putting more energy into it, what else does that entail? Um, so sometimes I'll script it like that. Sometimes I just write like things that I want. It's better to write them in the present tense, tense like I have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try if I'm being good to like read over it like once or twice a week or every morning if I'm doing like tarot cards. Um, moon water has also been really like important to my manifesting. How do you use it? I just charge my I just, water. <laughs> my incense is in my face. I just drink it. Um, so I wow. like fill a mason jar with water and then I put it under the moon, let it charge. And then I will literally like stand in front of my manifestations and like read them in my head and just like straight chug water, like chug the entire okay. mason jar at once. And like, this is okay. wild. One time, I'll try to make this a very like shortened version of the story. Dave and I were going to a concert. He told me, it was a very small concert. Um, he was like, I really want to meet this artist. Do you know who Cal Scrubby is? No. Um, he was like, I really want to meet Cal Scrubby. And I was like, okay, I'll make it happen. So I had a moon water jar and I stood there and I chugged it. And I was like, it's so exciting that Dave and I got to meet Cal Scrubby. So we go to this concert. Concert happens and we're like not towards the front. We're just like kind of in the back. We're chilling. We're vibing. It's a good time. Like no, nothing is indicating that we're meeting Cal Scrubby. Cal Scrubby at the end goes, hey, I'd love to do a meet and greet line with everyone. If you want to file out into the like lobby area, blah, blah, blah. So we file out into the lobby area. We are, we were in the back of the concert hall. So then when we file out, we are like in the back of the line. Dave is ready to go. He's like, I don't want to wait through this. Like we're in the back of the line. And I was like, give it like five minutes. 
Well, there's people who have VIP necklaces on and one of the bouncers turns to the people who are standing behind us who have VIP necklaces on and he's like, you guys VIP? And they're like, yeah. And he was like, okay, stand over here. And then he turns to us and his verbiage was, are you in line to meet Cal Scrubby? And technically the answer was yes. I didn't have VIP. He didn't ask me if I needed VIP. And he said, okay, you're right here. We are second in line then to meet Cal Scrubby. Within five minutes, he comes out. He meets the first people. He meets us. We take a picture. We have a little conversation and we go home. <laughs> okay. I've only recently gotten into me. I love it. It sounds like you've got it I, down. Like you are your ability. I feel manifest. very magical. That is one thing that I'm like, yeah, if I want it, I can make it happen. I believe that I manifested meeting Taylor Swift, which is like another wild story. But like I believe I manifested my orange theory job because truly that kind of came yeah. out of nowhere. Oh, well, obviously. And I, I just, I, I consider myself very good at manifestation. Did the manifestation stuff come from that friend you were talking about earlier? No. I would say I was manifesting before I even really knew what it was. Because when I say that I manifested meeting Taylor Swift, this is like 2015 and my oh, like quote funny. unquote manifesting, I, my friend and I bought nosebleed last row of the, of the stadium tickets just to see her because we want, we just wanted to see her an extra time and they're like 40 bucks. And then I had this idea that I wanted to meet her. And so I just told everyone that I was going to meet Taylor Swift and very long story short, we ended up getting pulled by her PR team and they upgraded our seats from back row to second row. And then during why because, so taylor Why? nation if you know anything about taylor Swift, taylor nation like will pull people like at the at, at, when they're getting into the stadium if they like have extravagant costumes on or they look really excited and so we knew that but it's not like it happens like that often so then when we went to taylor nation's like booth because they have taylor's like old costumes you can take pictures with we like subtly dropped that we were just like there on a whim and we had last row seats but it was just important that we were there because we wanted to see taylor no matter what so then they upgraded us to second row and then during the concert, her mom tapped us on the shoulder and was like, would you like to, Taylor's yes, Andrea Swift tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you like to meet my daughter? And we were like, I, I collapsed on the floor and sobbed. But like, I am 100% sure that I manifested that because I just told everyone, I was like, I'm just going to meet her. And my parents were like, okay, honey. Okay, I'm going to need a lot of lessons from you. I only recently started manifesting and taking it seriously and like doing it with my moon rituals but and I manifested the two jobs that I have now but I only know how to journal in different yeah. ways for my manifestation so I'm not really sure how to go outside of that but I have been listening do you listen to the skinny confidential I do not but I know who they are the only podcasts I listen to okay. are yours uh phrases and sometimes Jenna Palak and sometimes Emily Duncan those are the only ones I listen to well there's this guy who is he he's um He's like a meditation guy. Anyway, he reminded me of something today that is really important is you have to feel the feelings that you are going to feel during mm -hmm. your manifestation or in your manifestation. So I'm just picking up all these little nuggets here and there. So I definitely need a one-on-one um, -on -one tutorial from you for how to manifest because there are a couple of things. Also, <laughs> just, like, it's just delusion. Just be like positively delusional. Like just tell yourself like yeah. you have the thing and it's going to be yours and there's nothing that will stand in your way of getting it. I know. I just need yes, to be ridiculous and just take it yep. until I become it. Was it the beginning of last school year that you quit? The 2021, 2022 No, beginning year? of 2020. Like literally three months ago.
like beginning of 20 okay like, i thought it was january very so like not three months ago but yes beginning of this past year it seems like the beginning of this past year you also started getting really well at or getting really good at documenting and starting your wellness yes. journey not that it's the beginning of your wellness journey but habits yes. were starting and you were documenting them consistently um can you like explain about that why did you start what did you do and what benefits have you so like there? wellness journey I've always I'd say since I got out of college and like also in college but because college was such a cycle for me of like during the week I'd be at school and then on the weekends I'd be drinking and then at the beginning of the next week I'd be needing to recover and then by the end like I just wasn't the I wasn't in the place mentally physically or like proximity wise to be starting my wellness journey but I always had the things in the back of my head when I was out of college, I started to gather like little nuggets everywhere of what I, what my ideal life looked like. And some of them I was able to implement like here and there, but I wasn't living them out the way that I feel like I am now. So during the pandemic, when we, I started the pandemic, when we were in California, we moved to Cleveland and that entire year I was at home. Our school was virtual the entire school year. And that year, because of all that time, I was able to really start seeing like the little pieces of my day that I wanted to add in. So like I would go to the gym mm -hmm. in the morning or I would go to the chiropractor in the morning and I would write gratitudes every morning because I had this notepad that had like a spot for gratitudes. And I just like started taking those nuggets, still picking up more, but like really implementing them into my days. That really kicked into gear at the start of the 2021-2022 school year because I really needed those habits because now I wasn't I wasn't at home yeah. and when I was at home it just like wasn't real like teaching from home on a computer is just like not real and so I didn't feel like I could just like half-ass everything basically not teaching wise but like in my life um so then that next yes. school year, I really needed all of those practices. And it was so glaringly evident to like my mental and physical health that I really needed those habits that I was starting to gather. And so like when I do new things, I always like to share about them. So of course I was all over social media about it. I will say while I was starting to share more and feel like I was using my like wellness habits in my life, I also, I've put mm -hmm. words to it these past couple weeks. I was trying to be like aesthetically well, if that makes sense. So I yeah, thought my morning does. routine needed to be, well, I wake up at 5 a.m. and I go to the 5.30 a.m. Orange Theory class and then I journal about how I'm feeling. And then I drink my lemon water and I wash on my face. And then I do, like, it's just <laughs> like, yeah. like a stupid morning routine. Like I'm doing it because I feel like that's what other people do and that's how I'm well. And I've yeah. now realized that no, first of all, I hate working out in the morning. Like not my vibe at all. I have been waking up and I just come downstairs and I unload the dishwasher and then I take my meds and then I sit down and I light an incense and I pull a tarot card and then I ice roll my face. Yeah. And it's like, I call it now I'm having like functional morning routines rather than like aesthetic morning routines. You've yes. shown us that you've made it a consistent practice, at least some of these things. And I want to know what difference you've seen now versus Okay. Before. So like exactly what I'm doing besides that morning routine that I just talked about, I'm finally at a place where I'm consistent with my movement. Um, I've also gotten to a place where it's not like I need to be at Orange Theory five days a week to be my best moving self. Right now it's like, okay, 
How do I want to move my body today? Do I want to go to Orange Theory? Cool. This day, do I want to run or do I want to power walk? That's been a big one for me. Like, I don't have to go all out, like, balls to the walls every time I go work out. Like, I can power walk and move my body in that way. Or, like, do I not mm-hmm. feel like being around people while I do things today? Okay, let's go on a walk at home. Let's go to yoga. Really just, like, being intentional about it and listening to how I actually feel has been, like, crazy, which doesn't seem like something that should be such, like, a crazy revelation, but, like, it has been. Um, I will say I like drinking. Like I told you, I like beer. Dry January has been really helpful. I have been listening similar in the way that I listen to my body for movement, listening to my brain about how I want to like journal and how I want to show up in that space. Um, so that's been like pulling tarot cards and kind of just using the tarot cards to pull out exactly how I'm feeling. And I do like goods and gratitudes for each day, but I don't necessarily force myself to talk about exactly how I'm feeling in my journal because then it comes off as like inauthentic to myself. And I feel like I'm being like fake while I do it. Other wellness practices, just like setting boundaries with people and like not, not taking shit from people that doesn't make me feel good. And just respecting myself is really nice and benefits. I am like the happiest version I've ever been of myself. Leaving teaching also comes into that because I just shoved a little personality that I had and didn't know about so far into the ground. We, we, it took many things to get it out of there. Um, so like just choosing joy in that sense. I, I said it on Fraz's podcast and I like joked about it when I said it, but I was like literally just like not doing things that are bad vibes, just like not taking bad vibes. Like I don't want vibe. I just don't want them. Yeah. So I won't be around them anymore. So benefits just like, I feel me. Like I just feel like the most myself I've ever been. Oh my gosh. My heart is so full hearing that because I'm Mm -hmm. feeling that too. And it's, wild and so heartbreaking that we have, you know, when I was in teaching, I heard a lot of people talk about like not hiding yourself, but having to put that away for the sake of your students and for the sake of the job. And I just, when I was in it, I didn't realize how often and how hard I was shutting my like you've no idea you 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 think that you're not doing it you think that you are the exception and that like no this is you and I'm fine yeah 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 but then you you step away from it and it's like oh like where have you been I've not seen you in years yes thank you for putting words to my no but it makes total sense it's also it's also very hard to name I've had a very hard time naming exactly what I've been feeling and why I've been feeling that way and what I used to feel like putting words to this like we like to put it like lightly and in a very caught like joking way like we were traumatized by teaching yeah and even if like nothing serious like quote-unquote like nothing serious happened to you like teaching is very traumatizing in and of itself Mm -hmm. it's so upsetting and I, I very much worry for the kids 10 15 years from now that are having to go through all of this teacher shortage, but I'm just so, I can't serve the world and I can't serve my students when I'm not only in the past few weeks really have I felt mm-hmm. like myself again, but like just weeks after I gave birth, all of my friends were like, Oh my gosh, you used to never want to hang out with us because you needed to be alone yep. to have Susie time mm-hmm. on the weekends to recharge for the week. And now you're the one that wants to make plans and come to plans. And 
you're so funny and you're so fun. Like this is the Susie that we're used to and that we knew. And them noting that just made it very real to me how much I had shoved myself down. And I just don't think that we can serve anyone when we are absolutely eliminating our personality for the sake of what yep, you think there was no need. way part of part of the reason that when I, I left when I decided to I was like I I can't even take care of myself right now how am I supposed to take care yeah. of other people and other humans and like well and have them trust me with their well-being but I can't even be well myself like that's not fair it's not fair to me it's not fair to them like it's it's fair to no one so then here we are Yes. yes, and we're Amen. both thriving and happy. Yes, good vibes only. We're getting downloads. We are manifesting. We are watching the beautiful moon and stuff. <laughs> All the stuff. Do we I love our moon stuff. stuff. Did you charge? Uh, no, I forgot day? to. But like, they're all by windows, anyways, and I'm sure they got charged <laughs> in some way. I brought some crystals oh my God, to I our. I have today. some behind me and all over my house. You have been such an inspiration. I. I, I thought it was so cool and I, I thought it was so cool that you left teaching, you gave yourself space to like, just be you and vibe. And then you just got a job at a place mm -hmm. where you already loved and felt yes. at home with. And then all of this happened because of it. That was really inspiring to me because I think Obviously, we are both very privileged in the situations that we are in, um, but I think that the way that we we're raised in middle school, high school, college, just in society in general, we're told that we have to have these after college for career, just like benefits, a lifelong career. That job. not only Careers. like the way that society kind of norms what we quote unquote should be doing, but also like the way that teachers feel about their profession. Like you go into teaching and you're like, this is my job for the rest of my life. And to 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 detach right. yourself from that feeling and that like mindset was so hard because I thought I had to just like I thought I had to go find another career and then I was like no I don't I can I can go do something that's like part-time and I'll be okay how wild was it that you could leave work at the end of the day and then like I didn't know that that existed that was I probably for a month people are like how's your new job and I was like I don't feel emotionally weighed down when I walk out of the doors and I don't think about it when I'm done and they're like really I was like yeah it's the best education world to not education world like everything is just so different like we live in such a like a specific realm in education that like everything has the buzzwords and it has the the hierarchy and it has the way you communicate with people and just going from that to something else is like a big it's like a big shock and so like you ask me like how's it going and like your face says like I'm excited for her answer to be so excited and it my I am no, I am so excited. It's oh, just okay. new and new is always really scary for me. And so I'm right now struggling yeah. with asking for help. And I, I think you responded to my Virgo thing yesterday that I posted that was like Virgo, like oh, what, yeah. like should be asking oh, yeah. for help is going to internally scream. And that's literally <laughs> me right now because yeah. I have such a hard time asking for help when I don't know how to do things. And I feel 
Like I do know how to do a lot. And the positives right now are that I feel very confident in my abilities. I feel very valued. I feel very seen and heard. The owners came up to me like last week or something. And they were like, how are you feeling? And I was like, seen and heard and loved. Thank you for asking. (laughs) And like, I, I just feel so just like good in this role. And so there's a lot of positivity within that. And I feel good about all the things that I'm going to be doing in the future. It is just really, it's so difficult to navigate new things. Like new things are just so scary and new things are hard and asking for help is hard. And so I'm trying to navigate all those things, but overarchingly it is really good and I'm very happy and I'm so excited to see myself grow in the next, like I can't, in six months, like I cannot wait to see what six months from now looks like because I'm three weeks in. And yes, literally like three weeks in and it already feels so like normal and like I have so many little to do's to do and it's, it's good. It's very good. I totally understand the newness because there's so much comfort in routine and knowing what to expect and being comfortable. Angel numbers are really big to me and I see angel numbers everywhere. Not to mention the fact that you're going from teaching to like a corporate job that's like I will literally 180 with how people treat you, how you're supposed to treat other people, like email etiquette, interacting with adults. That angel number has a different for me to it. And then all of a sudden I will see three cars that all say three three jobs yet but I'm it, already it, wondering like if what we, like not, if, not that when I you and I end up hanging kids, out at some point in our lives the amount of angel numbers that I would call out to you that are around us my friends say like I never see these numbers unless I'm with you because I'm constantly just five by five four from four see that it ain't abundance always five like five by five good changes coming so what kind of super into angel numbers a lot of people that I meet that get married they yes don't have the same situation that you are in obviously So that tells me that you and Dave have probably had a lot of the hard conversations and planning of things that the average. Yes, that's a conversation that we've had before. And one time we tried to like add up all the hours that we've been together because not only did we spend a lot of time together in college, we also went through the pandemic together. So we were both at home throughout all of that time. We've done like big moves and everything. So, yes, we do feel like we have had more time together. We call it boo time. Um, but we feel like we've had more, like, boo time than the average couple would, which is really nice because in our seven years together, we feel like we're very, like, accelerated in our relationship. And our communication style has been – it's been really yeah. nice to grow with that because we are very, very, very different people than when we first started dating. And it's nice to be able to grow with someone. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is newly engaged and wants to make sure that their marriage works? I know you've only been married for a couple of weeks, but you've been together and had the conversations. What advice, what, what do you think is like the most important thing for someone to go through before they get married to a person? Or the most I don't know if it's or established. I don't know if there's like a thing that I would say like you should discuss this or like here's a list of five things you need to talk about. I would say just like communicate, learn how to communicate, learn as much about each other. Like obviously you know who they are and you know their likes and dislikes and you know like about them as a person, but also learning like right. little detail like intricate things about them and how they react to situations and how they feel triggered and whether that's a conversation that you have or it's just 
you being intentionally observant of your partner and also not be afraid to like call them out on their shit and be like, hi, and maybe not in like a, like a mean way, but like a, hi, I'm recognizing that perhaps this is a pattern that you've, that you've been exhibiting for the past week. Like, are you okay? Do you need support? What does this mean? Do you know why you're doing this? And then just like communicate. I feel like I hear, Mm -hmm. and maybe this is more in the past of like, when I was younger and my friends who were in relationships were younger, people are like often scared to communicate with their partners. And they'll be like, this is bothering me about my partner. And I'll be like, okay, tell them that. And they're like, I can't tell them that. It's like, what? why not? Like, they're your partner. Just tell them. Like, just communicate. So I would say just communicate. And like, if you feel like that's your person, then at the end of the day, like, know that like, it's all going to work out. You just need to like talk about it. And Dave and I are notorious for like beating things into the ground. Like we will talk about it until it has been talked about for days on end. But like until it is solved, we will not like let it go. But we also never like we don't yell at each other. We're we're never like angry. It's always just, we're both Virgos. It's always a very extensive conversation. I think that's such a blessing. Um I think that one of the things that really worked with me and Robbie is we established Mm -hmm. an idea of radical honesty at the beginning of our marriage. So what you're saying about talking about things and even the small things and really noticing the intricacies of your partner, I think is so important to not Mm -hmm. let any small thing go. I mean, I found that the most meaningful conversations have come from things that I would typically think are small and mundane and unnecessary and just bringing them up anyway for the sake of being radically honest. And I think that it's, it it can be a red flag to yourself or for other people and other couples, if they are talking about the problems Mm -hmm. that they have in their relationship to other people and not their partner. That was another rule that Robbie and I had. We never wanted mm-hmm. to talk poorly about each other yep. to anybody. We needed whatever reason we wanted to talk poorly about each other, we needed to talk about with each other first and figure out first. And I think that that has not only made it so easy for us to grow closer as a couple and have more of a successful marriage, but it's also... Um, been really great for setting an example Mm -hmm. for our other couple friends that we have. So I think also that the communication and radical communication and every single little thing is so important. Because if you're going to meet that person for the rest of your life, like you're going to go through so many seasons and so many like versions of yourself. And if you like hide or dim or don't communicate about one version, like what's it going to be like down the road when you've already kept this piece to yourself? Like then it's just going to snowball. Just like, just talk about everything. Like they're your partner. They're your person. If you yes. love them, like that's, that's your, that's your soulmate. Like you're going to be with that person forever. That's your person. What okay. would you say switching gears again over the past year, not teaching anymore, doing your wellness stuff, manifesting, working in this completely new job, getting married. What do you think you have learned most about yourself. That the first thing that came to my mind was that I am so much better when I'm intentional. 
that's been a lesson that I've been learning about myself a lot recently, like in the near future. But then also just like looking back when I act with intentionality, I just see such better results in myself, in my surroundings, in my relationships, being intentional and also like speaking up for myself and just prioritizing me. And like, like I'm, I'm the only person that I'm with at the end of the day. Like I'm always in my head. Like I'm always, I always have to be with her. And there are too many instances in the past year where I have not been like authentic to myself and it has like bit me in the ass so hard. And then I was in turmoil for weeks because of whatever that situation was. And it just wasn't, it's not worth it to me anymore. It's so easy to be put on autopilot. You really, and in, being intentional in every day, obviously it makes an incredible difference in the small things, in the decisions that you make, the thoughts that you have, the foods and drinks that you put into your body, the activities that you partake in. But it, it the, the act of becoming more intentional mm-hmm. in itself takes so much work. And take so much more intention. It's so it's easy because so we've been raised to so be easy. on autopilot, to do our routines. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's so easy. You have to put work into being intentional. You have to make it a goal, remind yourself of it, and then throughout the day, constantly remind yourself that you want to be intentional before it even becomes a habit. I you am working on it. It has become, in some areas, a habit. I can see yeah. it in a very, like, like aesthetic way and earlier I said like my aesthetic morning routine was bad but like this is like a good aesthetic in an aesthetic way I have started to be more intentional with my home yeah. decoration which you're like why is your home decoration like who cares about that but like my space is so much better now that I have been like intentionally selecting pieces and where they go and being very with that intentionality like I'm choosing ways to be functional in my home and I just love my home right now. Like I feel so safe and I feel so comforted and I just like love being in this space. I, this is really bad that I probably shouldn't say on the internet, but I'm gonna say it anyways. I was trying to drive to an Orange Theory studio the other day that I needed to be at a certain time and I was already anxious about it. And why did I feel the need to check my notifications on my phone while I was driving? Well, then I missed an exit. And then that exit put me 13 minutes behind of my schedule that I needed to be on and like why couldn't we just focus on one thing because my whole thing with being intentional is that I want to be present I want to feel like I have all my little ducks in a row and then I'm present and then I'm being intentional with my time and my activity whatever I'm doing and I just like couldn't stop playing on my phone for five seconds while I was driving to not miss an exit so like we are still working on it as we speak earlier when you were talking about the aesthetic morning routine I was thinking about this as well because it is certainly a double-edged sword, but because we have these social media platforms, having like an aesthetic or like a goal-oriented routine that we want to share with people holds us accountable Mm -hmm. to maintaining it and to enjoying it. So, and I also am very much a space person. I was actually, uh, a few days ago, I was, I was having like a me night and my husband and I just got new couches in our living room. So instead of watching his Netflix on his computer in his office room, he's watching it in the living room. <laughs> so now all of my space is thrown off and I can't kitchen cooking dish cooking or like cleaning dishes because the noise and I can't be in my bedroom reading my book because of the noise. And I only realized then how important my space and my 
expectations of my space are to me. So yes, your space is important. How it looks and how it makes you feel Thank is you. important. I also love your space. You have beautiful Thank plants. You. Oh my God. Beautiful my plants are my plant placements. I also, and so intentionality is like my, my ongoing habit that I'm just trying to cultivate over here. Okay. Can I give you Yes, your, I'm interested to see um, how my brain does with this because sometimes questions. my brain glitches, but I'm really, I'm excited. I'm confident. Finish these sentences. I have more questions. Okay. The first three frazzled. accounts you should follow Mrs. on TikTok frazzled. are. Love her. Um, who, who are my like guilty pleasure people? I love lot. There's some controversy on Reddit about her. I love Ken Urich, Kennedy Urich. Do you, you no, you don't know who she is. She's just like an influencer that lives in Dallas, Texas. No. And she's just like one of my comfort influencers. I don't know. And then. Okay. And Love then who else? You have to send right, me her like, handle. Oh, uh, although I haven't seen this content on my feed. I always have to do a searching for it. Hank Green. I love Hank Green. Those are my. Yes. Those those three are my like comfort He's accounts. She's so cute. So Fraz, Ken Yurik, and Hank Green. <laughs> okay. Yes, we gotta keep. We gotta hit all the all the facets. Very diverse. Okay, I never breakfast. skip. Never breakfast. I will never. I, I, I would rather eat breakfast for all my meals than skip breakfast for one of the days. Oh my I love breakfast food. Oh, you gotta just. I. Oh, I'm so I love bacon. I mean, smoked salmon toast it's this morning. Fun. I will make waffles and pancakes. I love it. breakfast food. Is like oh. my first personality trait. It's it's so important to me. You're so cute. So do you have you changed like your morning routine? Yes, so it, my breakfast don't take to too long to make because right now it's breakfast. just. I love eating. Um, my body does really well with healthy fats. Um, if I eat a lot of carbs in the morning, I feel very sluggish and slow. Like. The, it's the it's the benefits and the downsides of having a past eating disorder because you know a lot about your body and food. I know that my body responds well to like healthy fats rather than like carbohydrates or a heavy amount of protein in the morning. So I just um I just like broil in our oven like a piece of sourdough and put smoked salmon on it. So it's like five minutes. I don't like cooking. Dave is Dave is a chef. Dave cooks. He does all the things in the house. Well, it's you said this at the beginning of the episode, um, but I didn't really pick up. I didn't really stop you on it. It seems like you have a really good relationship with your body. Not necessarily like, I'm not talking about like the aesthetic stuff, but it sounds like you have good communication. Yes. It's taken a very long to your time body to get really there. Well. It's taken a lot of, this is a download that I had in my, um, we didn't talk about this, but I'll drop a little like nugget for people to be like, Ooh, um, I did a psychedelic breathing session the other day. And my, my main download from that session was like apologizing oh my. to myself for hating myself for so long. But yes, I do. I do have a very much, I have, I have a very better relationship with my body than I used to. And I'm very in tune, especially because of all my food allergies. I like have to be in tune, but I'll take it a step further and be just like in tune in all, in all facets of it. Yes. Can you Do we tell have enough me about time? your breathing also? Um, yoga experience? Okay. Um, yes. Okay. So I yeah. I said to my friend the other day that I wanted to do a psychedelic breathing experience because our friends in California did it at our yoga studio right before the pandemic. And so I wasn't able to go for another session of it. And they spoke so highly of it. And so she was like, at a different time, my friend was like, oh, like you should come to this breathwork session with me. And I thought it was really just like, 
you could do like alternate nostril breathing and just kind of teaching you like breathwork techniques to use in your everyday. And I got right. there and the woman who led the breathwork session, because there was part yoga, part breathwork, she starts going into what happens in these sessions. And I start realizing like, no, this is like, they call it, it's H-O-L-O-T-R-O-P-H-I-C, holotropic, holotropic, something like that. It's also called like conscious connected breathing. Yeah. I call it psychedelic breathing. Um, Lots of names, but she starts describing it. And I was like, oh, I am about to go on a trip. So we do yoga and ground ourselves. And then it's a 47 minute session and she starts instructing us how to breathe. And what you do is it's all open mouth breathing and you take a huge inhale in like, yeah. So it's like, you can do it in many different ways, but the one that I did, you take an inhale, like, and when you exhale, when you get to the bottom, you immediately start back up again. So it sounds very intense. Like you go like, and you, it's, it's not hyperventilating. Like you're not catching your breath, but you, you, it's called connected because you never let yourself rest. Like when you're breathing, normally you let yourself rest. And what happens, I don't really know what happens Uh, actually, like bodily wise, but what happens to your brain is that you, you start to be in like an altered state of consciousness. And it was, it was it, like, I, I still struggle to put words to it because I went with my one friend and then she had a friend that went to, and we all hung out afterwards. And we were just like sitting there for a while trying to put words to it because it was 47 minutes long. And the first 37 minutes literally felt like two all of a sudden, like it was just over because it started. And within, I'd say 30 seconds of starting the connected breathing, I am starting to feel my face is tingling, my hands are tingling, my legs are tingling. And then something that happens, I don't, there's probably a word for it, but your hands like lock up like this, they like lock and your feet lock. And the, the practitioner like warned us that this was going to happen. So you knew it, but you felt that sensation of like your, your hands and feet locking and you, you literally were not able to move them. Um, but you start feeling tingly and you just are like, the best way I can describe it is like, my conscious was like in the back of my skull. Like I was like in, in the ground. And I hope that that makes sense. But you start to like go on this journey. And at one point I, I remember being scared, not in a sense of like, oh my God, this is so scary. I need to stop. I am frightened. It was more just like overwhelmingly like. Right. It took over my entire body and I've never felt something like that. And I I feel like I like blacked out during it, but everyone felt the same thing of like it went so fast. And then all of a sudden she cues you and she says 10 minutes remaining, or she said it in some like whimsical way. And she like rings a bell and it it's supposed to, and it's all done right. to a soundtrack. And she curated the soundtrack intentionally. And these last 10 minutes, she says that it switches from like intense to you go on your euphoric piece of it. And literally when she like announced the 10 minutes and like chimed the bell, my body like loosened. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was floating. Um, For a couple seconds, I was starting to have like external thoughts and I was like thinking about work. And then out of nowhere, it literally, like the best way I can describe it is like this, the sound that I'm going to make. It was like my body went like, and I was in the back of my head and I like was in a different state of consciousness, literally. Like I was tripping and I started to have like visual like sensations and I was starting to 
like feel messages a little bit because in the intense part of the breath work, I felt like I could cry, but I wasn't crying because I like couldn't feel my face. Um, and the only thing that kept repeating was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being so mean to you. I'm sorry for hating you. And like saying it to myself and like apologizing to myself. But then in the euphoric state, I started to picture what I got out of it. Cause I journaled afterwards, windows, tigers, blue, and third eye. Those were the messages that came in. And I was like, what do these mean? And I haven't, the only thing that I've kind of figured out so far is third eye. I've done a lot of my, all my tarot in the past couple of days have been telling me to meditate on my third eye and that my third eye is awakening. Burning. And then so I did my infrared awakening. sauna yesterday with blue light rather than like the other lights. But I don't know what windows and tigers mean yet. Yeah. We've yet to figure those out. But it was right. so intense, but so interesting okay. and cool and trippy and insane and scary, but great. And they said that everyone is every, every time you do it, it's different. And so there's another session next month that I'm going to go to as well, because I want, I want to keep doing this. And the, besides like that moment and that experience, oh, the benefits of it are also one of the, the yoga teacher talked about how she's able to sustain joy so much more in her day-to-day -day life. She finds an easier time feeling joy and holding on to it and finding the silver linings and finding gratitudes in her day and holding less on to resentment and frustration. And I was like, I would really like that. So I'm... I'm excited to see the long-term benefits of it once I like do it more, but it was so cool, dude. That's um, wild. Have you ever gotten I have a really hard time meditating, meditating? Alone, So no. One of my goals this year is to figure out how to be better about meditating. I oh. feel that way. I feel euphoric at music festivals. That is like, I, it's like an altered state. And like, to be transparent, okay. I have not done drugs at music festivals, but at music festivals, I, that's the, I feel euphoric no. at music festivals, the way that music impacts my body. Like, do you feel music in your body? So Dave doesn't either. Dave's a very visual person. He likes watching the shows. No. I like feeling the music. My eyes will be shut the entire time that I'm listening to a set. <laughs> I feel it in my body. I am just like moving, but it's not me moving of my own volition. It's so I feel that way at music festivals, but never yeah. in like another experience. Yeah. I have never yeah. but always wanted to be in like a breathing workshop, just learning more about connecting to the breath and how much it can change our lives. And also it sounds like you were able to reach that yes. state of consciousness that so many people seek through meditation, but take years to find. And also I want to say, I don't know anything about this breathing technique, but I'm willing to bet that you probably wouldn't have had such a visceral, overwhelming yes. experience if you had not already I been agree. doing I agree with that. Do you, spiritual do you follow or know um, like Jake Knight, Mr. Knight Math, or um, he's one of the ones that I went on the cruise with this summer. He he does oh. something called Wim, Wim Hof breathing which is okay. like a smaller version of the breathing type that I did. So I've been looking oh. a little bit into that because that seems more like easily done on a day to day rather than like going on a trip literally every day. You're also not supposed to do it every day. Um, so I've been looking into mm -hmm. Wim, Wim Hof breathing. So I'll, yeah, I'll text you. I would that. assume. If, if you met someone who's exploring the spiritual space for the first time, they're just starting their spirituality journey 
what would you say is the first thing they need to get? Get aligned with what is speaking to you. Like if you're seeing numbers everywhere, start looking it up, start wearing them, start like asking the universe to show you the numbers, like play a game, be like, if you're there, like if you like Jesus, if you're there, but like, if you're there, like show me a five, five, I literally did that in target parking lot one day. I was like, okay, show me a four, 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 saw one. Okay. Show me an eight, 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 saw one. Like just play with it. If you like, if you're called to tarot cards, like get a deck, feel out if don't get a deck immediately, like go, go shopping and see if it's a traditional tarot deck or an Oracle deck or like a spirit guide deck or all these things. If you're called to like meditating, like look up meditations, like just whatever it is that you feel called to, because there's a reason you feel called to it, go towards that. Get those things. If it's crystals, get crystals. If it's whatever, get go towards that. My necklaces and my rings. Wearing. I if this has been a habit since I was a child. Do you remember those atrocious black chokers that everyone would wear that are like crisscrossy? I would not take mine off as a child. I left it on all the time. I don't know what it, I think it's a comfort thing. I think they're like my, like to an extent, like my fidgets, but I also don't feel myself without them. Like I wear a butterfly necklace because I identify, like I feel like I'm a very like butterfly energy. Um, I also wear angel numbers and I'll change them depending on how I'm feeling. So I used to wear 888s um, because I wanted to cultivate abundance because that's what eights mean. But back at my birthday in September, I switched to ones because ones indicate new beginnings. So I switched to ones. And then I wear, I have rings that I've picked up like over the years. Obviously I wear my like engagement and wedding band, but I have a ring that my dad gave me. I have a ring that I got at Bonnaroo, the music festival. I have a ring that I got in a metaphysical shop here in Cleveland, one in a metaphysical in California, and then one at another music festival. So like my rings and my necklace, they're like my, they're like what makes me me. I I will seek out jewelry that I cannot take off. That's a big deal. I don't want to take it off. So I seek out jewelry that like won't tarnish and, or at least like if it does, yeah. it takes a while uh, okay. and then I just buy another one. One, one, ones. The only reason I wouldn't say I've gotten into angel numbers. I, I haven't explored it too much, but once I found out I was pregnant, I've been seeing I, ones everywhere. Still, still now. Yep. 11, 11 everywhere. One eleven. I always catch the clock at that time. I see it on exit signs license plates that's just the and I I've, mm-hmm. I've looked into it and what it means and I think it's so aligned and totally makes sense for that for this time in my life but that's just the only thing I've ever seen because the second that it switches and you get a new one yeah. I will be so interested to see like what is happening in your life that then changes that number because then you can be like okay what does this number mean what can I anticipate and then if you continually see that one over and over again you that's like like real confirmation that like, okay, like these are my like spirits talking to me like through numbers. But I love that it's one on one because that is so that's very indicative of your life right now. It also is intuition. It's new beginnings like and intuition, which I feel like you're very intuitive. Oh well thank you so much. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it one. Well I was really happy about it one because new beginnings I found out when I was pregnant and then left my job, started this whole new journey of figuring out who I am. And now that I feel like I have so much time and energy and space, I can get back to my spiritual practices, which I haven't been able, which I've been neglecting for months and months and months. So it's just been fun exploring all of this stuff, learning about the moon. I love, I love adding, like, I love adding like new little things into my like spiritual practices and you get like a new little treat and like a fun little thing to play with. 
Yes. And now yes. I have to go home and figure out how to manifest like you do up my game. You have to follow Athena's Crystals. You might already. Okay. I figure we follow a lot of the same people. Athena's Crystals on TikTok. She, every new moon and full Love. moon will tell you a ritual for manifestation to do. Okay. And each one is a different method of manifesting. Ooh, and that's what okay, I'm definitely going to have to over do that. the summer when I manifested these two jobs. All right. Um, this was so nice. Spending the evening with me for so much time too. I was like, Robbie, Robbie, what happens if I go over two hours? And he, we're at an hour and 43 <laughs> minutes. He's like, it is rare that people get even close to that. So I think that says a lot about how cool no. you are and how much I oh my God. you. And I Why? was really nervous no, you're, about doing you are you are All a podcast weekend, host. Like not only but like this moment, me like witnessing fun. you like facilitate a really nice conversation and have very good like reports with a human. Also the way that you podcast in like your other podcasts, like by yourself, I've been able, your first podcast by no means was like bad, but watching you grow through the episodes and just get more comfortable in the, like the cadence in which you speak Aww. and just like your editing and like all the things like it's been really nice to watch you grow yeah. and I'm so, I'm very very grateful that you did this because as soon as you released that you were starting a podcast I was like yes that is someone that I can listen to and you are one of my favorites to listen to so I think you're great thank you so much for your support Maria it was really it was really scary to start yep. but I was like you know what launch fast I love that and, and I love I go. I'll figure it out so I'm just doing the damn thing Thank you for being my first guest. Please text me about that person to follow of on course. TikTok and the type yep. of breathing and the guy that does the type of breathing that's uh, a lot more manageable. Oh my God. Thank you for having okay. me. Okay. Thanks for oh hanging out with me, Marie. You have the best night ever. <laughs> Miss Dean loves you. Okay. Goodbye. Have a good night. <laughs> I'll talk to you later.